Chance can speak to how terrible theater kids are, I'm sure. There is no greater or more feral and horny creature than yeah. a teenage theater kid. Yeah. Uh, we are, yeah, we were very romantic and cute in our day. And everyone. Outcasts who found a group. That's what they are. <laughs> yeah. I was never a theater kid. I never did that. I never, I was, okay, I was I was in with the theater kids, but I didn't really hang with the theater kids. Like, mm. my group was like, w- this one nerd girl and this one jock guy, and this crew from this other school, and like, I, I was a theater kid. I was definitely a theater kid. I was a theater kid to the point that once a new hire came into our office and was like, that's, that's David Ferber. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> and they go, yes, so what? He's an amazing actor. And this was like, <laughs> it was, I was fucking 17. Yeah, that was a long time ago, okay? Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was an amazing actor. I am not an amazing actor. <laughs> I, did, I did one play in high school in my senior year. And then I ran lights for the musical just so I could hang out and go to the cast parties. That was fun. <laughs> the, the, the tech the tech guys were always cool. There was only one tech guy who was a real asshole. I don't want to throw his name out there. But he had a stupid name from a Shakespeare play. Oh, no. And he was a real jerk, and all he had to do was turn off the lights when I said, and they shall kill each other by the look, like cockatrices. <laughs> and the lights go down. Except they didn't go down on opening night. Mm. So I go, like cockatrices. <laughs> Me and the other character laugh again. <laughs> like cockatrices. <laughs> we keep on Wait. laughing. And I look up the booth that I show at the top of my lungs. <gasps> Cockatrices! The <laughs> lights go out. <laughs> oh, he was not happy with me. <laughs> He's the one who missed his cue three times. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He told he told me I made the production look really bad, and you know what? I didn't oh. help. In his in his defense, that certainly didn't help. But <laughs> I was not happy it, with it. It got you out of the scene. Not only that, but I was a dramatic kid. Mm. Yeah. His name must have been Horatio. But anyway. <laughs> So Alex has been playing Elden Ring all week and says it's perfect. I don't doubt that he thinks it's perfect. Um, okay, well, I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it's one of the games of the gen, to be sure. Like, I'm still fucking playing it this summer. Yeah. I'm hyped for, I'm hyped for that DLC. Alex is still playing it. Um, and uh, he and I both watched Mike Flanagan's latest effort on Netflix. Ah, uh, the Fall of I the watched, House of Usher. I watched but an episode of it. And my attention span is so short that my wife and I had to do it in two, like, two short bursts because I was falling asleep, honestly, through the first episode. There wasn't a whole lot happening. Did you watch uh, Midnight Mass? No, I did not. I, I, I heard it's very good. You guys love I, that. I rewatched Midnight Mass over the last couple days. And uh, Midnight Mass is a long, slow burn of character building for literally six episodes. And then a... Fireworks explosion of the greatest event, one of the greatest vampire stories you've ever seen in the last episode. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, it's fucking awesome. Um, and one of the things that Flanagan is really cool for is he's found this little collection of his theater kids, and mm-hmm. he loves them, and he loves giving them great parts. So to see the difference between how one of his actors plays this demented uh, church lady in Midnight Mass and then goes on to play this... Um, um, she, she's like that redhead from Succession, basically, lady mm. in Fall of the House of Usher. Um, and to see her doing those two different roles and just knocking it out of the fucking park, that's cool. He really doesn't typecast his actors, and it's awesome to see them flex. That said, Fall of the House of Usher is pretty boring and self-indulgent. Yeah, does, it, does it go... Anywhere, because I goes, feel like I figured the entire thing out by the end of the well, first episode. Because he said, like, it starts with him saying that I buried all six of my children this week, so yeah. you know what's going to happen. It goes then two weeks earlier or whatever, and then so you know that this guy or that uh, yeah, one of these people is going to die by the end of this episode. One of them does. It's pretty, you know, a little spectacular, and so in how it happens. And Carla Gunio, I think, is her name is wonderful when she shows up. The guy, the main guy, the guy who plays Mr. Old Mr. Usher, uh, he's really great. He gets a lot of speeches, and he, he knocks them all out of the park. Mm-hmm. But I don't give a fuck about any of these people. I like these <laughs> actors. The people they're playing are all dicks, and I hate them. Yeah, and like they, they, they had it coming. 
Go figure. Yes. Yes, and it weaves it into all these stories that kind of echo Edgar Allan Poe's short stories and poems. The guy keeps on quoting Annabelle Lee, and his favorite granddaughter's name was Lenore. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the company's name was Fortunato, which is a reference to the cask of Montiato. There's full of them. I had to look it up, but I was right. The the name of the detective is the name of the detective in the murders of the Rue Morgue. And thank you for bringing that up. Mark Hamill is a new addition to Flanagan's yes. little universe, and fuck, he's awesome in this role. Yeah, he actually he's so that. he's so fucking badass, and he barely <laughs> says shit, but he's he's really he puts cool his in glove, the role. He was wearing gloves when he was like just being a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's there's little I don't know. Like I found it I found it fairly tedious. Like I was just kind of getting through it to see what the deal with Carla Guino's character is. Is she the devil or something akin to that? No, it's never revealed. Because he makes a deal, obviously. Or he and his sister make a deal. Yes, but it's never actually revealed. And so Alex would be thrilled at the quality of this Faustian devil, we know. (laughs) He would be be really happy about that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, Alex tweeted this week, House of Usher is like succession if the devil slowly fried the Roys alive in their own juices. Maybe a little too slowly. It doesn't dethrone Midnight Mass, but it's still a real good time. It's an okay time. If I had the choice between this and another season of Cap- Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, oh shit, I'd take the Curiosities in a heartbeat. I would love another season of that shit. That yeah. was wonderful, demented. <laughs> I should rewatch it. It almost felt, it felt really tame too. Like he was stuck yeah, in the like, horror. Like yes, uh, yeah. Again, and my opinion is based on a whole a whole sixty minutes, but that sixty minutes felt like more than sixty minutes. Yeah, he he does the slow burn a lot, and this this felt fairly indulgent as like a writer, you know, mm. like the, this is this is the work of a writer who was very impressed with himself. But as an audience member, I was not so hyped by it. Yeah, it's like how um, how many references can we cram in? Even Pym is a reference to a character. Yeah, I had to look it up. Poe actually wrote one novel, which yeah. I have not read, and Pym is the main character. I did not know this existed. I'm going to have to find it. Um, oh, yeah, and I also watched uh, the new... I bought the new um, uh, the new Mission Impossible off Amazon. Is that a two-parter or only part of the Yes, now? this is okay. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, okay, I don't need to tell you what fridging is, do I? Uh, no, no, that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's putting the, the woman in the refrigerator, yes. Yes. Uh, now, I didn't, listen, I didn't know what fridging was until Anita Sarkeesian told me about it. But what it is, is it's when a female character is killed <clears throat> only to service as motivation for the male protagonist's uh, adventure that mm-hmm. he has to go on. Her entire so, purpose is to be sacrificed for his motivation. So, in the first 20 minutes... Of Mission Impossible, oh, no. Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> it introduces a female character to fridge her immediately. A character that apparently existed before we even met Ethan Hunt, but was somehow super important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, as motivation for hating a particular enemy. Then, it fridges a woman who's been in several of the recent Mission Impossible movies. Then the opening credits occur 28 minutes into the movie. Then it unfridges the woman from the Mission Impossible movies for another 100 minutes before putting her back in the fridge and then opening a freezer and dangling a third woman over it for the rest of the movie. Oh, my God. Like, so, like, that, that just kind of stuck out to me. Like, it had, yeah, it had awesome stunts and it had some cool fight scenes. And I... Um, um, the woman who plays Max's daughter comes back, and I fucking love that actor, and I love her in this role, so it was just cool to see her again. <laughs> but it was not as good as Mission Impossible Fallout. Did you see the one with Henry Cavill as the bad guy with the mustache? No. That I one's should. the best. Henry Cavill with a mustache sounds pretty sexy, honestly. He's the badass in that movie, and he's a great adversary to Ethan, and uh, and he's a lot of fun to watch. Like he, he, he absolutely belongs in that world. It feels right. And Vanessa Kirby comes in in Mission Impossible Fallout. Mission Impossible Fallout, I think, is the best Mission Impossible since the first Mission Impossible. There's been a lot of them. Fallout is like six. Dead Reckoning, I think, is seven. I think Dead Reckoning is the seventh. I 
think. How much more There's money does Cruz need? Come on. It, it's <laughs> not about money. It's about him proving that he can still run really fast in his 50s. Mm, okay, that's fine. Like, and he needs to stop. Like, I know he says he wants to do these till he's 80. I don't want to watch you do these till you're 80. It's getting a little depressing. That, like, that's just, how we ended up with, like, a few more Indiana Jones movies, okay? We yeah, don't need that. Yeah, we don't. yeah, no. You can't throw the punches anymore. It's okay. Just keep on producing. You're great at producing, kind of. Like, just keep on doing that. But And we're start doing, doing dramas. Yeah. Start doing dramas again. You, got, you were a best actor, Oscar, dude. You could do that. Like, be graceful about this. Come on, dude. You're in your, like, 60s. No, I want to dangle from planes. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, and then remember last week I was like, I should replay Hyperlight Drifter? Oh, yes, yes. Going back to Hyperlight Drifter is like sitting down to your favorite meal. Like, okay. in my case, that would be roast chicken, mashed potatoes, brown gravy, and really that's all I need, and I'm happy. Uh, maybe some... Um, Maybe some roasted asparagus. Okay. Um, and just like, just digging into Hyperlight Drifter again was just like, oh man, this is good. Oh, this combat. <laughs> oh, I know that there's a secret around this corner because there's a little square glyph in the floor. Oh, look at, there is a secret. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's all, it's all fun movement and exploration and combat. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter remains one of the greatest indies in the, of the generation. And then I tried Callisto Protocol. So, I, I feel... I should apologize because I well I did warn you. You encouraged that it was bad. you encouraged me I to did try say it you repeatedly. Play it. I did. I mean because you don't have to pay anything to do it. You're just gonna mm-hmm. kind of give it a shot and. It was free with PlayStation Plus this month. Yes, yes, it was. Which so, is a fine price for such a fine product. <laughs> and uh, and and how much did you play of this game that is a game that can be played? Maybe three or four hours. Like oh. I unlocked. I unlocked the gun, and then I unlocked the thing where you can, like, pick up guys with gravity, but then I never used it. Um, so I unlocked a couple things, but yeah. none of it I was really... it never None of it let me really play with it. Like, you can't really pick up a bunch of shit in the environment with the gravity guns, or at least nothing that's apparent. Um, it's all about this melee combat that you get the sense that they want it to look as good as the melee combat in The Last of Us, but it really doesn't. No. But they no. wanted to have that kind of pace. And it's not partic- It's not challenging at all. And you explained it when you played it. That when an enemy takes a swipe at you, you have to be pressing A direction on the analog stick. Left a or right. direction. Yep. And if you're pressing that, when the attack comes in, you will dodge it 100%. Mm-hmm. And then... There's no timing. You press the analog stick to the other side and hold it there. And the guy goes in for a second swing. And now you can hit him a couple times with your stun baton. Yep. And then and then he will come in again, and you hold an analog six, so you will definitely dodge, and then you'll definitely mm-hmm. dodge again, and then you hit him a couple times. And so Callisto Protocol, and between these combat sequences, you're not going through environments that I found particularly compelling. Like, each environment in Dead Space, and Dead Space is what this begs to be compared to, you must. Oh, yeah, it's yes. trying to be that blatantly. Each environment in Dead Space, every screenshot in Dead Space looks fucking cool. You could be looking at a wall in a door, and it looks cool, just mm-hmm. because it's got Isaac's back in the frame, probably, <laughs> that, with, with that awesome spacesuit. And um, and everything in Callisto Protocol kind of looks like the same generic trash space station. Like, it all just blended together. I had no idea where I was. There is no map. So you never know when you're going to open a door and be in the next section and you won't be able to fully explore an area you were just yeah, in. Yeah, because it's linear. It locks stuff out, yeah. As you're wandering around, there's not much to do. There's not much to interact with. There's a couple rare things to pick up, to, And you want all this shit because the survival horror aspect is, you know, you really don't have much ammo for this gun. You don't have uh, much many health items. No. But I was also never hard up for health items. Hmm. I never needed a bunch of bullets. Because at the end of the day, Callisto Protocol is a fucking boring game. It wasn't scary, it wasn't interesting. Monster it wasn't scary, it wasn't interesting. The combat isn't fun, the environment isn't interesting. And so after two hours of playing it, I started downloading Dead Space, <laughs> the remake. Yeah. And then I played, it, I played Callisto Protocol a little bit more, and then I played Dead Space, and it was like going back to Hyperlight Drifter, like, oh, mm, mm, mm. yeah. So oh god just that, just the yeah. the ui oh oh god that's good <laughs> oh oh just just tromping through this opening area and 
and like the world is feels so physical in Dead Space somehow. And there's, and there's reasons fe- to explore. There's things yes, to it, find. There's you're constantly like, "Ooh, what's this over here? Pick this thing up." Oh, there's a box over here. Stomp on it. Um, that's one thing Callisto Protocol did had. You stomped on enemies, and and yeah. stuff would come out. But yeah. when that's the most interesting part of your game, fuck. The combat in Dead Space is immediately more interesting. The world is immediately more interesting. The art direction is better. Uh, the character design is better. And like no, um, no disrespect to Josh Duhamel or the guy who plays the bad guy. Like the first bad guy you meet is the the guy who is Star Killer in the oh really the Force Unleashed games. Yeah, that guy. And he's okay. hamming it up. He's hamming it up as the bad guy, just like Jason Momoa in Fast X. He's having a lot of fun with it. Um, and so, like, that's cool, but the writing is shit in Callisto. Anyway, Callisto Protocol yeah. fucking sucks. Listener, Dead Space Remake, 100%. Dead yeah. Space Remake. Yeah. Not that we'll as, be playing As much as it long. pains us to, once again, give EA credit for anything, <clears throat> they Dead did Space that, remake. and it worked well. And I want the fucking sequel. What, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I finished up Ad Infinitum. And a, I, fully, I figured out what it was about. It's about survivor's guilt. So... World, it's World War One. Kind of talked about that, and oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you are first-person horror. World set in World War One. Your character is the younger of two brothers that have been sent off to war, and okay. the opening is not you being wounded. It's you finding your older brother mortally wounded, like a shell had gone off and he's stuck in barbed wire. Dude's fucked, Oof. and and you know you're not. It's not entirely clear if he survived or not. And then there's flashbacks, and the rest of it is you playing through. The trauma of your mother, your father, and then your brother. Trauma created both by the war itself and by the brother's serious injury and almost death. Mm-hmm. So the mother, her, her guilt is that when, her, when the older brother comes back from war, she almost denies that it's him because he is now completely dependent on her for all care. He... Mm can't even talk anymore and so the mother is dealing with the guilt of feeling that way about her eldest son and the younger brother who went off to war second went off to war as as um an officer was in command of the older brother when he was injured so there's that guilt yeah and then the second one is the father your, your character's father never went off to war he's a cripple okay had been born that way and had been ostracized by his father, who was a very famous general, and the character's father went out and created a factory and was, you know, for, working for the war effort, creating ammunition and all this stuff, and all he ever wanted was for his sons to go off to war. And he sends his sons off to war. And what happens? One of them mm-hmm. nearly dies, and the other one again. So that's the father's guilt. And then the eldest son has the worst of it because he wants to enlist. But his father discovers that he's gay, and being gay in World War One, yeah, <laughs> doesn't go well for you. So he gets sent off to war as like a foot soldier and deals with that. So the the whole thing is is this the younger son working through each family member's guilt, right, and then his own guilt of being the one who survived. At the end of each section, there's a boss encounter with you know. Not your mother, father, and brother, but kind of the, the avatars of their guilt. And you can decide to put them out of their misery or to help them, thereby getting a good or bad ending in the end. It's, I mean, it's very clever, very depressing, because World War One should be depressing because it was a terrible time. The, the technology that they're using, though, just can't keep up with what they want to do. It's, it's, I shouldn't be having frame rate issues in a game <laughs> like this in no. the year of our Lord 2023. It shouldn't happen. And yet, there are areas that, you know, it just opens up into a slightly larger room, and maybe there's some shadows, and now you're sub-30. And it's just, it's unforgivable for a game to release in that kind of state. The, the animation of the creatures isn't very good, and then when they attack you, it's very, like, it's jumping, but it's like there's keyframes, but there's no intervening stuff. It's just, parts of the game are just very amateurish, and it really, it really takes away from it. Because... The character design itself of the three bosses is creepy and weird and unsettling. So and there's combat? It's not really. It's it's stealth-based, no. but if they catch no. you, they'll jump at you, and you have to mash A to push them off. <laughs> that that actual thing looks terrible. I mean, yeah, you get a close-up of these weird, like, eyeless, toothless things that are trying to gum your face off, but it doesn't look good because the animation's no good. 
Um, it finally pulls out some really good, like, in-the-dark scares at the end. You're in uh, an asylum, of course, because there's going to be something like that. And you're just trying to get through and, and, and fix some fuses or start some generators, and you do, and then something blows up and it gets dark, and that wakes up all the beasties. So you have to work your way back, trying to stay in the light while they're showing up around you. With the, it, it, it actually worked in a good horror game sense. The sound, the sound design was very good. The sound mm. the monsters made, the movement, the music was was like all classical and kind of full of itself, but it fit very well. So the sound was good. It's just, I mean, it, it, the, the developer, it's, it's a German developer named Hakate, I believe. Hakate or H-A-K-A-T-E, I think is their name. It's their first game, and you can totally tell it's their first <clears throat> game. Like, like great ideas, guys, but oh, come on. I mean, 30 frames. 30 frames 4K. It's I mean, a toaster could run that these days. Let's go. One of the... Hmm? Hecate is a goddess of Greek mythology capable of both good and evil. Yeah, that she makes associated sense. associated with witchcraft, magic, the moon, doorways, and creatures yeah. of the night, like hellhounds and ghosts. Okay. I knew I knew that word from somewhere. Yep. So that got, that got finished up, and then, because I was trying not to start anything big, I started up Blasphemous 2. Okay. And I am of two minds with Blasphemous 2. As a Metroidvania in isolation, it works very well. The combat is snappy. The exploration is good. It has the breadcrumbs that you need to keep you moving in the right direction. There's You have three different weapons you can unlock very quickly. They do very different things. The weapons themselves are used for progress. So as you, you choose which of the three weapons you want to start with. There is just a broadsword, a mace. Oh, that's cool. So that dictates yeah. which area of the world you can explore. Okay, yeah, and how, and how it, how it goes. So you have a broadsword, a mace, and like ten, then two daggers. And there are different puzzles, different things that require a specific weapon. Now, eventually you have all three, but for the first couple of hours, you don't. So you, there are different areas that are locked out. Uh, and the puzzles work well for that. There's One of them is there's these bells hanging, and you have to whack them with the mace, which sends out a pulse from it, which makes specific... Um, Platforms appear and doors open that you have to get through. It's cool. Um, So that all works very, very well. In isolation, not having played the first game, right? Okay. In comparison to the first game, though, the first game had this, this wonderful depravity to it. Yes, and 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 the animations of of things were just sickening, but in a good way. Like it really leaned heavy into the guilt of things mm. and things just being not right. The 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 when you knocked an enemy down, sometimes you get a, a kill animation on those. And in the first one, every enemy had its own kill animation, and they were disgusting and beautiful. Right? Mm. Even like remember the first enemy you found there that's like carrying a wheel. And the kill animation is like you like lean on the wheel and crutch its head and then beat him with the wheel. It's just vicious stuff, right? <laughs> Almost all of that's missing from the second game. And the animation it, of the, your character itself is like missing frames. Yeah, it almost looks like it was visually done by a different developer. Yeah, it's like there there are kill animations for some. For, for a lot of them, it's a very generic. Like you punch the ground and vines come up and crush them. And you're like, what the hell is that? When you do get them. They aren't as intricate and gross, so they're not satisfying. The The first three bosses that I fought, like in the, in the first one, you had bosses. like I always remember the Lady of the Charred Visage. It's this giant nun, like 50-foot nun. You have to whack her in the face with stuff, right? Ridiculous, but looked great. The first three bosses were just like, like person size. Interesting fights, but no spectacle. Maybe there's more later, because, I mean, I'm about... By what the map says, I'm at, like, 55% of the map. And I've, fil- I've killed three bosses, and there's, like, five doves I have to collect, which might each be their own thing. I'm not sure entirely. You're not going to finish in time. I'm not, but I don't want this to suffer the same fate as Sea of Stars, which I never went back to, and Sea of Stars really deserved it. So, I mean, in the end, Blasphemous 2 is a shadow of the first game, but still a reasonable Metroidvania. It's it's still like a seven or a six or a seven out of ten, whereas I really think Blasphemous was really good. Not a classic, but still. It was really good. Good, yeah, it was really. It was good. good. The the one thing this one has that the first one had is the music for the areas is usually very good. It's got kind of that Spanish flair to it with a lot of guitars and stuff like that. Sounds good, 
and depressing, which is what this game is. But again, just not just not as good. And I mean, it's missing. You remember the the opening of the first one where the penitent one puts on that cone and the blood flows out, and it's just it's just very moody. It, it sets the tone very well. This doesn't even have that. The cutscenes are in a different art style. It's just not. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching a review on uh, on YouTube as you were talking about it, and it cut yeah. to a cutscene, and I was like, "The fuck!" Yeah, it's, it's just completely like, no. different style. It's also in in every way easier. The bosses are easier. Like the the, the hardest one I fought was there's like you fight him one way, and then you fight a small version of him, then you fight them both at the same time, and that takes a little bit of management, but it's not bad, and. So it's, it's, it feels easier. Granted, after the 50% mark, it has taken a massive difficulty jump oh. where I'm dying in like three hits if I'm not careful. So It did that towards the end of the first one, though. Yeah. As I did. recall. As I recall. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, Spider-Man is tomorrow, so... <laughs> yeah, and, and you, when I wanted to bring it up when you were talking about um, uh, Ad Infinitum. Just talking about a game that was like buggy in the year of our Lord 2023, playing on a you know Series X, I'm assuming. Yeah, so with Starfield, um, Starfield had the same similar issues. Come on now. Let's go, guys. <laughs> um, post on the Penny Arcade forums on the 16th, uh, someone writes, The most frustrating thing about modern gaming is that everything releases as a buggy pile, except for the fully functioning cash shop. And I write back, this is why Sony's first-party games are so precious to me. At 11 p.m. Thursday night, I'm going to boot up Spider-Man 2. It's going to be dazzlingly beautiful. It will run like a dream as if it spent the last year being polished up, and there will be zero microtransactions. I don't need to question or wonder. I know it'll be that good because mm-hmm. the company has repeatedly and reliably earned that reputation. The kind of reputation that Blizzard used to have and seems to have intentionally abandoned is worthless. <laughs> yeah, I, can you think of any technical issues with God of War Ragnarok? No. No, no. no. It was either. a Sony first party. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't either. It was, it was even, the, like, even the lower tier Sony first parties, like um, the, the biker zombie game. Um, oh, yeah. That uh, had no technical issues. Like, Days Gone, nope. yeah. Zero technical issues. Ran like a dream. My only issue with Days Gone is there's not a new gen port. And yeah. I also need one of those for Alien Isolation. While I have you on the phone here, Sega. Ooh. Ooh. No, man, it's like it's like 800p, 29 frames per second and lower. Yeah. On if you're running it on a PS5, it's fucked up. Like that yeah. game needs an upport. Oh God! I think ah. a straight remake of that, like Dead Space had. Oh. God, I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled be with so that. So good. But do we trust Sega to get um, right? No, not necessarily. Oh. But um, I have a minor I have a minor hate mail bag this week. Oh, oh, excellent. and it's it's well, it's not hate mail is the thing. That's why okay. that's why it's minor. Okay. Um, I'm uh, <coughs> I'm defending on God. What is it called? I think it's New York. I forget what that what that map is called. But we're we're defending okay. and. I, the, the position I take up on this map is there's kind of like just a corner early on where I can stand inside a doorway and I'm behind the guys who are coming in so they all just walk past me and I can just wait until uh, a support walks into view and then go pick that support and get out. This is what I do on Tracer on this map. And uh, so I did it a couple times and then uh, and then I, I just, you know, we win the fight, I get back into position and I just wait and the entire enemy team walks past me again and I'm just kind of sneaking out of the doorway towards the Mercy, and the Mercy is standing there with her heel beam on her bastion or something, and then turns to look at the doorway that I'm in, and there I am, and I freeze. And she goes, hello, and she waves at me, and I wave at her, hi, and I blink in, pulse bobber, blink away. At which point she opens the text and she writes, I love you, Tracer. (laughs) And then later I kill her again, and she goes, Tracer, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, then eventually, and, then eventually, and then eventually we won and she wrote good games. That was nice. Um, that's that's good-natured, standard, you know, stuff. That's that's, and, that's good. I like that. And there was another one. Let me see if I could find it. Um, <laughs> Tracer, please. Let me I'm play sure. the game. No. 
You can't play the game. Well, no, no, it's not that I don't want this person to play the game. It's that it's my job to kill you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, we're, we're trying to win. This is a competitive game. Therefore, it's okay for me to try to sweat a little bit. The other one was, um, I'm in a game. It's a King of the Hill game. And in the very first team fight, uh, I am obliterated by their tank, which is a Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball is really good into Zenyatta, which is who I was playing. And he kills me, and then brings up his keyboard and types, you'll never win that, Zenyatta. Hmm. And then rolls away. So uh, so I bring it up, I bring him up in the social. He is a grandmaster player. Wow. On, and he's, I think he's cheating with a mouse. And he's playing Wrecking Ball, who recently got buffed, who is a hard counter to Zen. Like, Wrecking Ball beats the shit out of Zen. I spent the rest of that game beating the shit out of that, out of that hamster. And, uh, and he ended up quitting before, uh, <laughs> just before his team lost. Uh, that was really delicious, man. <laughs> You'll never you win on, that Did Zen. you stay on Zenyatta? Oh, absolutely. I beat the yeah, shit out of him. I beat the <laughs> shit out of him. Because he is, what he is, is he is a large target... Uh, that I can discord or very easily, and it's easier for me to headshot him than it is for him to headshot me. Not only that, but I stuck with my team, so every time he came in, it wasn't just me beating the shit at him, but I got the killing blow on him repeatedly, which gave me incentive, which gave me kind of the opportunity to teabag him repeatedly. And I felt good. And, uh... Nice. Yeah. I yeah, time for that's, headlines? That's it. We're all, all of us holding our breath until a certain game tomorrow. Or tonight, well, if tonight? I stayed up that late, which I will not stay up that late. I have to I, work uh, tomorrow. I took tomorrow off. I'm going to get a pizza. It's going to be bad. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. Take care yeah. of yourself. That's fine. I'm going to call it self-care, sure. Yeah. No, I, they need me on Friday, so, yeah, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't do that. Headlines. Oh, God, I think I might have COVID, boss. <clears throat> <laughs> in, in entertainment news, Netflix is reportedly looking into licensing Grand Theft Auto titles as it tries to move into higher-end gaming. GTA V comes out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of the obvious answer. But not only that, but, like, playing that cloud computing via Netflix? Like, yeah. what the fuck? That's dumb. That's dumb, Netflix. Do what you do well. Don't do what you don't do poorly. Can we don't half-ass two things. Don't look Whole at Stadia. one thing. But... Look at Stadia and see. No, it, look and at don't Stadia. Do that. Yeah, Definitely don't do look that. at Stadia. Yeah, yeah. stop it. Uh, and then there was Alex's thing. Invincible season three is already in the works at Amazon Prime. It was. It's a no. graphic novel already, right? I mean, is there oh, enough yeah. content yeah. for all this? It, it was. It was. It was also. It was a graphic novel by the guy who did The Walking Dead. Oh, so there's tons of it. Okay. I don't know if there's tons of it, but there's de- definitely enough content for more than one season. Uh, in Overwatch news, Microsoft cleared the last hurdle to its acquisition of Activision Blizzard after 20 months of regulatory battles. Kodak will stay on as CEO for now and will depart the company on January 1st. Yeah, somehow Ubisoft got pulled in for something with their streaming services. Uh, that in was the part, States, that was, anyway. That was, I thought, wasn't Not it Not in the, the EU. EU, it's different. Yeah, um, it's the deal where, like, if you're playing an Activision game via... A streaming service like like Stadia basically yeah Ubisoft gets some piece of it or something no it goes through Ubisoft yeah yep. yeah it's weird I'm sure Microsoft is like yeah we don't give a fuck about that we, no. got, we got Call of Duty we got King and I guess we'll take this fucking Blizzard they're part I, of the deal I really wonder if King is actually going to be the biggest money maker because that gets them the mobile market for you know yes. gotcha games 100% that, that they're going to be, be the biggest the money maker mm-hmm. yeah Yep. A hmm. post-launch up. Well, actually, I mean, I could bring up. Mm-hmm. No, fuck it. I don't know. There, there was another like um, um, game designer post on Overwatch Day about what they're going to do in the next season, and apparently yeah. they're gonna they're gonna bring down supports a little bit, and their the hog rework won't come till the end of the next season. Basically, they're pushing mm-hmm. back the hog rework. What's I'll the be interested. Character? Are we are we dry uh, on characters for a while? No, the last oh God, who was, the last one was Alari. She's. Uh, do I want to talk about this? I assume my older brother doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> so I'm gonna say my older brother won't stop playing Alari, and last night he did, and it was nice. <laughs> but he won't stop playing her because, as far as he's concerned, she's uh, she's kind of like a DPS support. Okay. And this is true. You can do a lot of damage on Alari, but 
in my experience, playing as the tank, as he plays Alari, or as the DPS, as he plays Alari, or as a support while he plays Alari, is my brother is far and away has the lowest heals in the lobby. A hundred percent of the time, pretty much. Because he's playing a DPS, not playing a support. Yes, and when I ask him for heals and say, heal, please heal, he won't turn his beam on me, which does 105 heals per second, and he can hold it on me for three seconds. He won't do that. He'll let me know where his healing turret does, does 25 per second is. It drives me fucking bonkers, man. It makes me want to play Mercy, but specifically not heal him, and tell him where the Alari's turret is instead. Like, But I don't. I don't, because I don't need to get into a fight with him. But man, it's pissing me off lately, and... <laughs> He won't stop playing her, but he got a, he got to play the game on her today. We played four games. Seriously? I played two. I played two as tank and got two tank plays of the game, and then he got an Alari play of the game with a really mm. nice ult of Alari. Uh, ta -da. A post a post launch update for Spider Man Two will add new game plus, more accessibility options, and the ability to replay missions, and will be out before the end of the year. Amazing. Yeah, but I want new game plus at launch. I want to roll right into new game plus. Assuming I want to keep playing the game after I'm done, and I probably will. Um, but I will say, on the point of accessibility options, you know in a video game, like in Spider-Man, for example, when there's the car chase, and the car chase comes to an end, and you have to like mash the square button to catch the car yeah. and settle it down, yeah. there's an option in, there's an accessibility option in Spider-Man, which I love, and God of War did it too, thank God, where if there's a mashing prompt, you can change it to a press. <laughs> And I'm not saying that I can't accomplish the prompts. Like, I can. God, I'm sick of that shit. I just yeah. don't want to. We've and been so doing I that for 30 years. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that. I'll be grateful for that in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales both had it. And Callisto Protocol had it. And I appreciated it there as well. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 is sitting at 90 on Metacritic based on 129 reviews. Super Mario Bros. Wonder is at 93 based on 80 reviews. I am curious about that. I'll probably play it a lot eventually. Yeah. Just because it looks like a, just a good 2D Mario, which, yeah. I mean, those, well, are, those are just, you talk about, like, chicken soup for the soul. That's just fun, and, you, you know. I've seen people say that this is the best 2D Mario game since Mario World, and it reminds them of the joy of playing Super Mario World. And that makes me want to play the fuck out of this game. Yeah. But then I read reviews, and it tells me that, like, pretty much every single level is giving you a completely different mechanic that you have to master. And I'm like, fuck, oh. that doesn't... No, I don't like the sound of that. I don't know. So I don't know. But 93... So well, maybe once I'm done with Spider-Man. The Nintendo might... bonus is a real thing of at least that five is... points. That is definitely so... true. And the game will be, like, 90 bucks if I decide to go for oh, it. Oh, yeah, and never go on sale. Ever? Mm -hmm. Well, not for another five years, at least. Yeah. Uh, da -da. The Super Mario Wonder developers say they spent six months trying to get a live commentary system to work with a generic voice and a sundry voice. The concept was was eventually scrapped, but somewhat lives on through the talking flowers in the game. <laughs> so this would have been like, Mario does one, two, three, it's a triple combo of dead Koopas or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was cool. They spent six months on it. Yeah, but I mean, apparently they did the same the thing in Street Fighter VI, and that's the first thing I turned off, because it's okay, not any enough. fun. <laughs> uh, console sales numbers out of Europe show the PlayStation 5 is up 175% over last year. Xbox is down 35%, and Switch is down 28%. Um, so the the uh, there were still supply issues at this point last year, um, I think. Or, I think they were yeah, resolved I mean, they around this bad, time last but, year. Yeah. But yeah. there were still issues. Um, so that might have something to do with it. But the the 35 for Xbox, what that says Down to me... 35, yeah. Yeah, what that says to me is Starfield didn't do shit. Like, it really didn't do shit. Starfield was the first, like, big, hype-worthy... Aside from maybe Forza, it was the first really big game for, uh, for Series X, yeah, I think. but it also had a simultaneous PC release. Still, so like, I'm not going to play Starfield. You're splitting your, your, your install base on that, maybe? I, I don't know. I'm not going to defend it. Starfield wronged me in several ways. <laughs> so, True. So I'm not going to, to, to defend it, but I just... It comes down to games. I mean, Microsoft yeah. had... The, the only thing Microsoft had this year was Starfield. And Starfield was no, pretty good. No, 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 no. 
Microsoft well, had Redfall. Had Redfall. Oh God. They they put a patch out for it that actually yeah. has it running at sixty frames per second. Okay. I don't care. I'm not downloading that again. You couldn't make me. <laughs> <laughs> you could not force me to do it. <laughs> yeah, Red, Redfall did happen this year. I'm sorry. No, we'd like yeah, to we'd like to block it out, that. but no. Yeah. That was so bad. <laughs> uh, Lies of P managed to sell a million copies in its first month. Huh. Okay. Maybe people are far enough off from Elden Ring that they just really want something in the genre. That Lords of the Fallen one came out last week too, I believe. I wonder how that's doing. Or what the reviews on it are. I wonder. What is Lords of the Fallen doing on Metacritic? Lords of the Fallen. I was muted. I heard. I vamped. There was a tweet from one of the Penny Arcade guys talking about how needlessly complicated like this lamp mechanic is in Lords of the Fallen that I just don't understand it at all. Uh, Lords of the Fallen is sitting at a 76, so it's okay. Meh. No, no. It's okay. No, you can't have a Souls like that. That's shitty. That's that shitty. You can't. <laughs> you can't. That that be- immediately becomes a shitty Souls like. Like, no. No. That's nothing. Bethesda's Pete Hines is retiring after 24 years. And it sounds like, you know, he's just... It doesn't sound like he's going on to do anything else. He's just... He, yeah. He's done his bit. He's been around for forever, so yeah. Head, he's the head of publishing. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's done his time. Finally, we got some news on the Lollipop Chainsaw remake this week. Uh, sort of. Last week, the developer tweet, just tweeted that based on your feedback, this will no longer be a uh, remake. It will now be a remaster of Lollipop Chainsaw. And that's all he tweeted. And people were like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what were we going to get that now we're not going to get based on feedback that I didn't give? <laughs> and who's like, giving what? that feedback? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? So this week, earlier this week, there was an interview and he clarified, quote, we have decided to use the original Lollipop Chainsaw scenario and script without any changes, which is good. We will not be making any additions or changes to it at all. And that's still in the story. On the other hand, we will be making improvements and adding new elements with the purpose of increasing the game's appeal. I'm not sure what that <coughs> means. I'm hoping that's just like another room you can walk into. Mm, uh, yeah. the, the combat will be, quote, revamped into something that console action players of today will enjoy, such as doing away with any sluggishness in chainsaw battles with speed adjustments, improving the input timing for cheerleading and chainsaw combo attacks, as well as improved camera movement. Improved, improved camera movement sounds good, but... There was a unique feel to Lay Pop Chainsaw. This pop, pop, yeah. pop with the pom poms, and you got to soften up like a group of enemies. Yeah, and, and the pom poms, yeah. and then yeah. you do this <laughs> chainsaw attack. So as long as they retain that, and you still get that wonderful splash screen of like, yeah, <laughs> when you <laughs> when you get like three or more zombies in a chainsaw attack, um, I'll be happy with it. I just you know show me some fucking footage and yeah. make it look current gen, I- please. It, did, it oh, that was such a 360 game, just mm-hmm. in every way, and I mean that as yeah. a compliment. No, it was it was like you. It was a wet. It was a mm-hmm. um. It was a stranglehold. You know, yep. it was one of these kind of double A's. But man, that's a fun time. And man, why did we never get a sequel to Stranglehold? That would oh oh. Well, Strangle, okay, because Stranglehold came out. Stranglehold was triple A, as I recall, at the dawn of yeah. the PS3. Right? It was PS3. Yeah, I think so. It was well PS3 and 360. Yeah, yeah it was that yes. generation. But it was it was a really it was an unusually good looking game right at the beginning of that generation when the install base was as small as it would ever be. Yeah, that's true. And it, and, and it was okay. And if you wanted like a, a Max Payne, it was there. It wasn't quite as good as Max Payne, but it was okay. Um, yeah. And so it was a, it was already kind of a niche title on a small install base. So they looked at spreadsheets was, and went, people didn't was like Stranglehold Sega. Who uh, was that? I don't even remember. If I write Stranglehold, it's not even going to know what I'm talking about the video game. Stranglehold game. Actually, mine did. Nice. Oh, yeah, it did. Stranglehold video game. Click. Google knows me. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, what? Not the Ted Nugent song. Son of a bitch. Ha, <laughs> no, you are old. <laughs> Tiger <laughs> Hill Entertainment, published by Midway Games. Huh, okay. Tiger Hill Entertainment. Located in Santa Monica, California. 
co-founded by John Woo and his producing partner Terrence Chang. Jesus. Oh, I know I was screwed up. I'm searching in 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 Bing. Okay. Yes. Well, no, that's I, went, I went. I went to Google. Any shit. Okay. Fuck this. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> uh, there's no Wikipedia for Tiger Hill Entertainment. They must be gone. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Diablo. <laughs> Diablo Four will be Steam Deck verified when it comes to Steam next week, Alex. Yeah, I guess Diablo Four has a new season or something coming out of yeah, new vampires. content for Halloween. Yeah. yeah. I was like, eh, it's fine. I don't need it. I don't need to reinstall it. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, when I um, when it's super cheap, when it's like forty bucks Canadian, I'll definitely check out Diablo Four. You should. It's a fun single player route that I think is worth playing once. But but not till then. Uh, it occurred to me that now that we're past the one year anniversary of Overwatch Two, it's been a year since I gave Activision any money at all. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good though, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it feels it righteous. Feels good. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. feels correct. And, uh, I, haven't, I haven't given, I mean, I'm okay oh, yeah, new, giving new Rick and Sony Morty. money. Oh, I haven't watched any of those. Well, I, I saw because, a comparison with the voices. Because Sony pretty good. Sony puts out reliably good games. Like, I want to talk to Alex about it, because Alex actually watches it and like gives a shit. Um, Let's save it. Talk about it next week. No, no, it's fresh. Okay. All right, okay, all right. the, like, the, the there's sound alikes, and the problem with it is, the sound alikes are they do sound a lot like them, but these are not as strong a performer, as strong as performers as Royland was. Okay, and you can it's like you can feel every time they make a choice to just pull a punch a little bit, and not really kind of commit to the character. Um, and you know maybe they're they're gonna they're gonna come into their own hopefully over the course of the season, but for now just like the emotion of every character they place is just is just like if Royland was a ten, they're bringing it down to like an eight or a seven for some mm. reason. Yeah. Okay. And they're trying, and you can and you can almost hear the direction, forcing them to kind of bring it up a little bit, bring up the energy, and I want you to really punch this word, but Royland would have just known which words to to emphasize known how to make it pop and they they just don't and so to me to me i'll be interested to see what alex thinks but they sound a lot like those two characters he he created the characters no nobody does nobody wants it back but he he created the characters and had been living with them for how many seasons six true yeah so, yeah, and if you go back to season one enough, or two, it sounds completely fucking different. Yeah, he had grown into it. I mean, how, how many times has Homer's voice changed over the last 20 years? Same True. character, but his voice sounds way different. Between, True. you know, as he got dumber, the voice just got dumber. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping by the end of the season. Um, but you know, as, an, as a narrative and as a, like a fun narrative in this universe with all these characters that we love, it's still Rick and Morty. It's fun. Okay. It'll be good. But I wonder See, if, if the, the Solar Opposites route wasn't the way to go, to find a really strong performer and give them it. Punch them in the throat and change it? Yeah. yeah. So, that voice acting thing, we're talking about Simpsons, that brings up something I don't understand. So obviously, Dan Castellaneta, <clears throat> his voice is different now than it was when he first started doing it. Do you notice that Bart sounds almost exactly the same? Well, Somehow, that's because it's Nancy just a woman's, regu- it's a woman's I, regular speaking voice. I suppose Nancy Cartwright just literally sounds like Bart. But still, yeah, she's 20-odd years older. My voice doesn't sound the same as it did, true. heck, five years ago. So True, but but think of, um, um, God, who plays Leela, Leela on Futurama? Oh. Um, the mom from Married with Children. Yeah. Uh, oh, shoot. Katie, Katie something. Uh, not Perry, not Holmes. Seagal. I hey, think Katie you're Seagal. right. Yeah. Uh, Leela Futurama. Yeah, she sounds identical. She has never changed. She sounded the same way uh, since... When did... Uh, she was born in 75. Wow. <laughs> Only five years younger than Katie Seagal. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so she sounded identical the entire time. Maybe that's just... Maybe it's just women who don't yeah. smoke. <laughs> you that, know? Yeah, you know, that could yeah. be it. You're just not constantly doing damage to your vocal cords. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm going to have a beautiful rough timber by the time I'm 50. <laughs> you could do it now when you want to. <laughs> Whenever I choose. Just drop that down a little bit and kind of... Going down a little bit. Let your, let your diaphragm kind of sink. Talk out of the back of your throat. 
literally throat. I can only do that for so long because it actually hurts a little bit to stretch my, oh, lung, no, my throat. No, no, this, for me, this is comfortable as fuck. <laughs> you sound like you should be doing whiskey commercials now. I could do this all day. <laughs> or be in a Western with, uh, what? what's his name, Sam... Sam Donaldson? What's that guy's name? No. I'll, I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah. Anyway, the guy who's in all the westerns and has an amazing mustache. So. Mm. <laughs> the uh, the new uh, Sam Worthington, I want to say. No, no, Worthington is the guy from. Fuck. Ah, is whatever. it Donaldson? Alex, 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 yeah, yeah. he's no. someone no. screaming at the thing, going, "It's not now." Anyway. <laughs> I want to say the mayor, the new mayor on Family Guy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he, play, he plays the mayor on Family Guy now. Mayor West. God, Adam West did that right to his do- or to his death, didn't he? Yeah, and then then there was a whole episode about how they had to go off and find a mayor, and they found uh, mm-hmm. he found out that Adam West had a cousin, Wild West, a Wild West uh, Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Um, yeah, he goes out and finds and finds this amazing uh, cowboy who wants nothing more than just to work the land and, you know, tend his sheep and his flocks. He's not interested in any of your politicking. And, uh, <laughs> but, um, but Peter absolutely wants him to be the next mayor as opposed to the librarian lady who is, who Lois wants to be the next layer, uh, next mayor. And, um... And so Lois goes out to the ranch to convince uh, Wild West not to run for mayor. And uh, he just, like, he's so fucking manly and cool and sensitive that she just completely falls in love with him. Um, <laughs> like, he, he goes, uh, do you mind if I knit you a sweater while we talk, Lois? And then he grabs a sheet as a sheep as it walks by, flips it over, shears it. And they're having this whole conversation. He walks over to, um, to a spinning wheel, spins it into thread. Then he looms it into a beautiful sweater and pops it on her head by the time they're done talking. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time they're done talking, uh, she she goes home to she goes home to Peter and says, "Can you wear the cowboy hat tonight? Make, it, make your voice deeper, deeper, deeper." <laughs> and then, and then uh, Peter finds out that Lois is fantasizing about Wild West, so he goes to the house to chop off the guy's chainsaw, or guy's mustache with a chainsaw. And as he goes down to the mustache, like the uh, the chainsaw react or the mustache reacts like it's steel, and just sparks come off. And Peter's like, "What the hell is going on?" And Wild West wakes up and goes, "My mustache's roots are deeper than a sequoia's." And then get a boys, whoosh, and the mustache like karate chops Peter. It's a great episode. <laughs> and he's been the mayor ever since. Can I tell you a secret? I can levitate. <laughs> Not right now, though. That's such a good voice. He's that's a good voice. <laughs> the dude abides. Right, well. That gives me comfort. So, game of the year. We haven't played Spider-Man yet. We haven't played Spider-Man yet. I would be surprised if it overtook my game of the year. I kind of want it to, but I'd be surprised. And there were some there were some great ones this year, like Dead Space, really good. I'm really glad Dead Space is out on the current gen. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like Dead Space. I, the, the problem is there weren't enough like really tippy top highs. There was Dead Space for me. Um, Tears of the Kingdom is yeah. front runner for Game of the Year right now for me. It's fucking incredible. See, I've um, got... man, yeah, you've got Forza. I haven't played it yet, honestly. Motorsports? Oh. I haven't even started it up. Because I need to, I need to be. It's out now. Once Motorsports is out, but you need to be. I need to be in the right mood for that because it's a sim racer. It demands to be taken seriously, so I need to be in the mood to like. First of all, be sober while playing. Second of all, (laughs) yeah, gotta grind out it. You gotta remember how to play a sim racer. I mean, I I know it's it's very good because Motorsports has always been very good at what it does, which is being a very good sim racer, right? But I'm just not in that mood right now. I'm not. I'm not ready to play something that that's that that's serious. That's I don't know. talk about games insisting upon themselves. That's what this does. <laughs> well, yeah. There's so there's Forza. There's um, which just came out on the tenth. Then uh, today or tomorrow, there's uh, there's Mario Wonder. There's Spider Man. And then, if you want to give Ubisoft any flowers, which I don't, 
Uh, there's Avatar in December. Oh. And yeah, I like, that's... like I like Far Cry games as a rule, but I don't like the Avatar world very much. <laughs> I think it's boring. See, I'm going back and looking at the games I've played this year, and there really isn't... Like, okay, Hi-Fi Rush, I loved. Dead Space was you really good. You did love it. I loved Hi-Fi Rush. You did. Dead Space was really, really good. And after that, there's a whole lot of stuff that's like, yeah, it's okay. Like, RE4 yeah. Remake was good, but Game of the Year? okay. No. 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 Not really. I like Bramble a lot, but that's not Game of the Year. That's just that's just a yeah, really good Bramble, thing. Well, I could see Bramble ending up on your list. Maybe, because that Bramble. thing was... The thing is, if I have to fill out a top five, fucking Dead Island's going to end up in there, man. Oh, shit. I went... Oh, there's Dead Island, too. Yeah. That game was just fun all the way through. It was fun. It was good enough. It was definitely good enough. And the thing is, there's but there wasn't anything so spectacular this year that's going to probably bump that out of the top five because I've I only have three so far and that's including yeah. that's including uh, Dead Island <laughs> like, see I I feel that I should that I'm obligated to disqualify Starfield for being as crashy for me as it was I don't think I can give it any kudos for crashing at least once every hour hour and a half I can't forgive that the thing is, knowing me, I would have just accepted it and played it all the way through. I wouldn't have stopped. It would, I wouldn't have let it stop me. I did. Remember, I lost like four hours of, of progress, went back the next day, and, and got it back again. I liked yeah, it that I, much. Yeah, but I, that, I'm saying no amount of crashes. You could crash yeah. reliably once an hour, and I would just save every 15 minutes and get used to it. Yeah, I did, but it still is... Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. It's scary, because like... Like, on my list, if I was forced to make one now, Final Fantasy XVI would be hanging out near the bottom of that list. I enjoyed it for what it was. Anime kaiju fights and a lot of talking. But, I mean, it was I liked it. God, Diablo IV might be on the list. It's just, oh, my God, I feel dirty saying that. You enjoyed Diablo IV. I did. You enjoyed your time with it. I did, very much so. It reflects poorly on you as a person, as an ethical being. But <laughs> yeah, no, I I will but not no, debate you know, that that no, you really, you really I, like I it. have gained years in purgatory for giving Blizzard money. But yeah, this is it's a weird year. Doubly weird yeah. because I did not like Tears of the Kingdom because again it reflects poorly upon my character well, that I did not enjoy Tears of the Kingdom. So maybe it reflects poorly on mine. Um, <laughs> oh no. Far more people agree with you than with me. This, right now. this <laughs> is one of those years of the, the downside of COVID coming home to roost. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and we're probably in for a few more of them. Yeah, I know. I, but if that stretches this generation for a few more years, I, I really want this generation to be like a nice, long, 360-style generation. I really do. Uh, well, it's kind of amazing to me that PlayStation is already doing a slim. Like, doesn't it feel early to do a slim? It does, but but the only thing really different is the form factor. It's not any better. Apparently, it's much smaller, like significantly. Oh yeah, smaller. it's significantly smaller. And here, okay, here's the crazy part: the slim is five hundred American dollars. I'm sorry, yeah, the, the slim with the disc is five hundred American dollars. Okay. The new slim without the disc is four hundred and fifty American dollars. So it went up fifty dollars. If you buy the slim and you want to add on the disc later, you can. For eighty American dollars, <laughs> so it was more hmm. expensive to buy a slim in the disc drive than to buy the disc drive version, which is just ridiculous. It's kind of weird. And I'm not convinced the slim actually looks any better. No, no, and I I want to see like pictures of this new slim next to a current discless and disc version PS5. I think it was thirty percent smaller or something like that. I don't know. I'm. I am not interested in buying one because it is not, it's not a PS4 Pro or even an Xbox One S or anything like that. It's, yeah. it's just the Slim, so no thanks. I would buy a generational upgrade because, hell, I bought all the ones last time. Yeah, so. I mean, I'd buy it if it came off for PlayStation 5, but I don't want it. I just want developers to master this, get good at this, get good at putting out games consistently for this. And there's only one developer, it seems to, that can. Fucking Insomniac. And you're going to see it tonight. Fucking... This will be their, what, fourth AAA Courage Ed game yeah. since launch. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And well, didn't you say that they're the ones who let people work from anywhere? Uh, no, that was... No, it's not um, Insomniac. Who is that? Um, that was Electronic Arts, and the team that worked on um, 
Jedi Survivor. Oh, Jedi Survivor oh. was this year, right? Oh, Jedi Survivor is 100% on the list. I didn't play that. You what? I didn't play Jedi Survivor. I hated the first game. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it's because it's kind of a Souls-like. Yeah, no, Jedi Survivor 100% goes on the list. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good swashbuckling lightsaber time. I I'm should a bad, probably I'm play a Assassin's Creed Mirage before the end of the year. You probably should because I refuse to. They'll be time. And, yeah, it'll, it'll just, you know, it's like one of your Gamefly rentals. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah, it, it's on the list. It's just there's some chaff going through there right now that have to get, has to get kind of eaten up. So that's where Blasphemous 2 came out. I didn't buy it. I actually got a disc version of Blasphemous 2. What the fuck? Why would they put a I, disc of Blasphemous? I have no idea. Yeah, there's a disc of that, but there's no disc version of Alan Wake 2. So guess who's not playing Alan Wake 2 at full price? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Alan Wake 2 is very soon. That never occurred to me. Yeah, Alan Wake 2 is... Uh, Alan Wake 2 is going to need some... If Alan Wake 2 gets some sick fucking reviews, I will check out Alan Wake 2. At the moment, my hype level for Alan Wake 2 is zero. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen enough of the live-action fucking trailers. But the if the Max Payne 1 and 2 remakes came out tomorrow, I would buy I'd them. Be, I would be all over that. <laughs> Shut oh. up and take my money. Yeah, that was... Oh. The problem is that I played Max Payne 1 and 2 on a mouse and keyboard way back in the day. So did I. Yeah. I think the first and time I played Max Payne 1 was on PS2, but then I got PC versions of Max Payne 1 and 2 and just played the fuck out of them. Yeah. So they're going to have to actually redo, because I remember trying to play Max Payne 2 on like an Xbox, and it just felt terrible. Yeah, the aim After just playing felt like shit. Keyboard. Yeah. yeah. So they'll have to fix that, obviously. We'll see right. if they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know if Max Payne has the same kind of recognition as it used to. 100% it's dead, it does not. It's been not. dead since Max, 3, Max Payne 3. Yes. And Max Payne 3 was a 360 game, so let's not forget that that's a long-ass time ago. I love that game. I'd rather have a remake of 3 than any of the other ones. Well, 1 and 2, 2 especially, were very short games. They can put that all yes. together. And three, 3 was like this cool urban fucking epic. You'll walk with a limp. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And the soundtrack to 3. Fuck, yeah. man. Yeah. The soundtrack to 3 was fucking... You know, where's pills? Mm. Fine. Um, I'm trying to find the one, a certain song from the Max Payne soundtrack. This PC, oh. Max Payne, pills. Click. There it goes. Love how like just burnt out Max was in that game, and yeah. still managed to when it, when when the time oh. called for it, he. Uh, That's not the one I'm thinking of. He killed lots of people. <laughs> he killed a great deal of people, and. Uh, <laughs> When are you? When are you people gonna understand that I don't speak your fucking language? <laughs> Was that? Um, Did he die in the end of that game? I don't remember. No. No. Okay. Okay. Shells. Yeah, shells. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you the outro for the episode. Excellent. Right. In that case, good luck to Alex in dealing with the theater kids. Make sure you check the back row of the theater. What and. The fuck? Uh, Shine a flashlight on them. They'll scurry like rats. It's hilarious. <laughs> I have no idea if that's how it works. I was never a theater kid. No, it, it cut out because I was trying. Right. I was trying to attach the song, and it was like oh. <laughs> the song is fourteen megabytes. So I'll wait until we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, yeah. So in that case, for Alex Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week. Bye, bye.